0: This is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. The University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Jets Pizza, we're not just pizza. Try our sidekicks, salads, calzones, and more at jetspizza.com adrian college championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom for more information go to adrianbulldogs.com m d1 caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos from coast to coast and beyond wherever you need to be caesar's has a destination that suits your style central oklahoma university Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 national champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. University of Mary, tickets and schedule information. Visit us at goumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining tickets vip experiences and more jesse ray's barbecue award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jesseraysbarbecue.com college hockey coast to coast from the nchc.tv studios is a part of the West.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and paul hornstein
1: all right welcome in college hockey fans to another monday night another College hockey, coast to coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Carlsbad, California, where uh, it's a toasty sixty-one degrees today with a little uh, northwest wind, which is keeping us nice and cool. But nothing like what uh, Paul Hornstein has going on at the Palatial Estate, where it's out with sunshine, rainbows, gumdrops, and special things. Paul Hornstein, how are you tonight out on the island?
0: Do they put a window in those places?
1: <laughs> what place are you talking about, my friend? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know there's just rumors. <laughs> oh goodness! Rumors.
0: I don't know, I'm just man. trying
1: to. I'm just trying to hear you because, as usual, my microphone is working great, but the headphones not so much. Anyway, I'm back. Yeah. Anyway, like
0: I said, I don't know. Did I put? Do they? i don't know do they put uh, windows in those little in those square places i have no idea
1: <laughs> they put round holes in square pegs well i'm sure they do that <laughs> anyway how are uh, things going up you know, there you know, i understand 70... there's some wind rain possible. uh snow a little of everything
0: um Well, uh, yeah a little bit yeah you know <laughs> they say life
1: on the island as they say life on the island
0: up to possible gusts of 75 miles an hour so that'll be fun
1: yeah, there goes your power. Uh
0: hush. Don't <laughs> freaking.
1: Don't, don't what? You want me to talk about the fact that Cutter Gothier is now uh an Anaheim Duck?
0: Well, I'm glad for anybody that gets out of that godforsaken place.
1: <laughs> have you seen all the memes that have jumped up about Philadelphia? It's just like, come on, people, be nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, be nice to the people that boo Santa Claus? Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, right, uh, Cutter. Uh, uh, apparently, they think a lot of him in Anaheim. They gave up Jamie Drysdale and a second-round pick, yeah. which is, uh, you know, the Scottsdale kid knows how to play the game, apparently.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, good player. Very good player. We've seen him for a few years now. Um.
1: When he you know, starts, gets in the lineup with Secrets and McTavish and yeah. Troy Terry, yeah. and may I go on and on about the Anaheim Ducks?
0: And, you know, unfortunately for them, their number one pick this year, Leo Carlson, got hurt. Still not, I, I, you still have to prove to me that that was the right pick if you're Anaheim and Pat Verbeek.
1: Um, they're well, trying. I mean, they're trying to prove it to you.
0: Yeah, except. Uh, you know, like I said, he got hurt, so we don't like see anybody ever get hurt, uh, unfortunately. And uh, but you know, Anaheim, I'm sure, is looking at what they did across town and what they've done across town, and said, not that we want to copy them, but that is the way to do it. And I believe it's Cutter Goche.
1: Now that I right. got a it, crank, it's Goche, I right. believe. Anyway, um, he may be playing just down the street from me, about 25 miles down in, in uh, San Diego for a little while.
0: Well, send him the chauffeur.
1: <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that right after I get a chance to look out the window.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. I anyway. Mean, you're still running things from the inside with your empire. I get it. <laughs>
1: You got to do what you got to do. Anyway, okay, well. uh, great guest coming on tonight. In just a few minutes, we're going to bring on the director of hockey and head coach from Robert Morris University. Check in with uh, Derek School and find out a little bit about how things have been going uh, with the resurgence now that the season is about half over and talk about um, his upcoming trip to Minnesota to take on your favorite team in all of college hockey, the University of Minnesota Fighting Gophers. Golden what? Gophers, my bad. <laughs> right sweet, now, you're, right you're now so they're sweet. fighting it, my friend, because they are playing Colorado College, who is just ah, oh, they are just off to a great start. Well, this, listen, uh, I mean, I'm, half of the I, I thought,
0: I thought for a second there, I saw that uh, it might have been two to one in favor of CC, but it's but I think they somebody made it made a typo. Um, but it is one, one. I, I know it won't matter tomorrow if any, after this downloads, but you know, as, as we do this, it's one, one after one at the house that, uh,
1: USC built. And, um, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Ouch. That one hurt me thinking about it. Anyway, uh. You know. uh <laughs> um, anyway so, so we got that going on yeah um you sent me a uh super 16 which uh, i haven't even had a chance to look at honestly uh, whatever some I of mean, us work and um yeah. don't have time to be doing that stuff
0: so. i i get it i mean <laughs> you know
1: anyway anyway so we got that going on we got more uh east coast hockey to talk about tonight on college hockey coast to coast so it's well, gonna be a fun you know, show he
0: gets you know the the coach gets a bird's eye view of of that extremely crowded race that's going on. I mean, in Atlanta hockey, you're talking in Atlanta about. hockey, yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the numbers being so different in games played, um, you know, I don't, nobody's out of trying to get a, a first round home ice. Uh, situation um is it realistic that some of the people at the bottom of the of the, of the league might have a chance to to do that? Yeah, probably. I I I can't imagine that uh, coach Schooley would come on here and be like, uh, oh yeah, we still have a shot to to get a home ice in the first round. That, that's not.
1: You know, I don't see that happening. Paul, here's the difference, though. What? He has a tournament to play, and if he keeps improving the roster like they've been doing and getting better and better, there's a tournament to play. And if you I get remember. through that tournament, there's an auto bid at the end of that tournament. I know and, how this uh, works. And there's another team that's playing really, really well right now which doesn't have an auto bid. And they could play really, really well and be shut out dear to uh, my, my, my beer friend, the computer.
0: Well, it's true. I know how much you love the computer. I did think it was amusing, but, uh, I hate it. I, I, I get it. and We can talk to the coach about it and get his thoughts. Um, I did, uh, find it amusing and kind of the first time that, um, you saw something, uh, our, our our buddy who runs the CC Hockey Nation blog actually put out a post today and was like, you know, if you include ASU, the NCHC has six teams in the top whatever in the polls. So I thought that was kind of, you know, yeah.
1: That is kind of. (laughs) Anyway, let's not mess around because we've got the director of hockey and the men's head hockey coach at Robert Morris University with us. Derek Schooley is with us. Uh, Derek, you got Scott and Paul. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. A big week ahead for you, as they probably all have been this year, Coach. So let's start right there. Talk a little bit about what it's been like to be back and playing college hockey every weekend.
2: Well, first of all, I'm not the director of hockey anymore. are you uh, not no i'm I'm just i'm just (sighs) just the men's i i had 19 (laughs) different hats previously it was fundraiser (laughs) men's hockey director recruiting everything now i'm just back to being a coach and have a staff and all that kind of good stuff but no it's great to be back and I, I'm I'm honored that you guys invited me back. You used to have me on all the time, but now I play second and third fiddle to like Greg Powers and Frank Ceratori and guys like that. I get it. I understand well, where I okay, fit in I'm okay. the, Co- on that. Okay, coach, the...
0: coach, don't take this. Everybody plays second fiddle to Frank Serratori. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. But,
2: but I, I, I'm taller than both of them, so I shouldn't have. Okay. Uh, I, I shouldn't have to play second fiddle. At least, I mean, they. Uh, i mean greg greg's power play kicked my 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 butt so i guess I, I take it to him i haven't played frank yet this year so we'll see where where it goes but uh no it's good to be back and appreciate uh, you guys having me and i'm excited to you know be back coaching hockey and have the colonials back and uh, well, you said it right off the bat we've got a, a big challenge this week but every week's been a big challenge for us when you're when you're restarting a program relaunching it and trying to get uh, 29 players who had never played together on the same page. And uh, we started to take some good strides right before uh, our holiday break. We had a outstanding couple weekends against Sacred Heart and RIT, where we played very well. They were 1-2 in our league, but we couldn't find a way to to get wins. And then uh, went and swept Niagara, a home-and-home home series. And then we actually had a 2 nothing lead over Arizona State, and they scored uh, – one right at the, at the end of the first period. And then, um, they, it was three, three halfway through the second. And like I said, their power play just kind of took over Copperwood was, was dynamic on the power play. Like you, I watched them at the, in Lake Placid then again, this past weekend on, 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 uh, streaming. And, uh, he, I, I didn't feel as bad after watching him tear those teams up too. So, um, but we're, we're excited. And, uh, like I said, you, you're, you're putting a whole new thing back together two years off and a whole bunch of players. We've got two back from our previous team that uh, are, are doing an outstanding job, but all the rest are new. And here we are. Now we got a big challenge ahead of us going into Minnesota to play the Golden Gophers Friday and Saturday. I just hope uh, that CC Tigers don't take it to them again tonight to where... The Gophers are really mad on Friday.
0: No, 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 no. no. We need, we need, we need
1: CC to win this game, Coach. Paul's gonna
2: cheering. Wait, yeah, you're you're cheering with your Arizona State hat on, and I do my my USCHO podcast, and they didn't move really much after yesterday's win. It's you know what Arizona State they need us to to beat Minnesota. I don't think that because those teams are so close, and I said this as. As a as a normal fan, and I said to my host, the co-host Jimmy Connolly and Ed Tresker, I said, as a normal person, you would expect Arizona State to climb because if you do the math, they beat and tied Colorado College, and Colorado College beats Minnesota. But it's so close on wins and losses. They're climbing, but it's just small decimal points because of all their home games. They're unbeaten in their last, uh, what I think it's 10 and 13 of the last 14. But the, the problem is a lot of those have been at home and they're climbing little by little. It's the problem that they're going to have. And, um, I, and I think Greg knows this is if if they do drop one to somebody that's below them in the pairwise, that could be, you're going to see them drop a lot faster than they are climbing. And that's the problem they have with their, their schedule. And this weekend for Arizona State will be huge for, for them against Cornell and Um, As far as the pairwise goes. see, like I'm like a full on college hockey analyst right now. You're not getting getting just like a coach. You're getting a little bit of everything right now. We're not even talking about my team. Well, we're going to get you. Got me. You brainwashed me into you brainwashed me into Sun Devils talk already.
0: Well, they you know they have to play Alaska too, but um, I think your next four games are obviously very intriguing. Actually, next six to be honest.
2: Yeah, Uh, our schedule doesn't get easier, does it?
0: No, you, you, you've you got about as tough a stretch on your schedule as you're going to have this year uh, going up to the place that USC built. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want an explanation for that, Coach, uh, you'd have to go on uh, the USCHO website and look at the uh, history between <laughs> Minnesota and USC. Um, okay. um, and then you've got uh, RIT and AIC in conference and and you know especially rit they're not that far from being having a shot from from an at-large bid either
2: yeah we had a we had a rough uh november and uh we had a a decent october we were we we're going along pretty good we went up to alaska to anchorage and we got greeted with uh the their largest snowstorm in in november <laughs> since 1967 um which I you would be surprised that you'd think Alaska' would be able to know how to handle snow they did they had no clue of what was going on um and then we then we beat and tied or we lost and tied to them they scored with three seconds left to beat us and then we tied them the next night and then we we came back and we had five conference games in the next eight days and I think it was either the Alaska hangover we played Saturday Sunday Tuesday or Friday Saturday Tuesday Friday Saturday and those were games that we felt that we w- would have a really good shot at some of them, and we just we were out of gas, and we didn't play very well. And uh, coming off of of that, we had Sacred Heart at home in the mm-hmm. last ones, and we finally kind of—they're uh, leading the league right now—and we we took it to them. We outshot them, we outchanced them. We just were going through a little bit of a goal scoring problem, and. Uh, couldn't score there. Then we went up to RIT. So you're talking, that was a rough stretch for us, Alaska, five games in eight days, Sacred Heart RIT. And then, I mean, that was basically our, our December and or November and December. And that was hard and that was hard on our guys. And our freshmen kind, once once again, right at Sacred Heart, they, something clicked and we figured out what we needed to do to be successful. We played really well, those four games against the, a Sacred Heart and RIT and then came back and swept Niagara with a home and home series and then played very well against Arizona State had a long break we didn't come back until the 31st and when we came back the 31st we had five good days of practice and then we had Stonehill which gave Arizona State a lot of trouble gave Merrimack yeah. trouble yeah. Uh, on the 1st of January Merrimack had to struggle to beat him 3-2. Yeah. And we were we were prepared, and and uh, we didn't take them lightly. We came out, and we had a really good night. The, the first one, we beat them eight to one. Uh, I think we didn't score eight goals in the whole month of November. So scoring uh, eight goals that game was great. And then uh, the next night, you know that you know when you beat a team pretty bad, they're going to have a lot of pride. They're going to have a lot of jump, and they tied us halfway through the second two two, and that kind of woke us up, and it clicked, and we. We went off a little run and ended up going and winning 7-3. to three And um, But it was great for us. We were 4-2 were in our last six. Uh, new program starting up. We beat Bowling Green in our opening weekend. Couldn't ask for anything more. Sold out crowd the first night at home. 3 nothing loss. To go to Bowling Green and beat them was, was fun. And then a couple good wins against some good teams in our league. We beat Holy Cross in a shootout. And then we beat uh, Bentley, who's doing really well this year too. So we're getting there. Uh, I mean our record doesn't I mean we're six thirteen and three. I think we yeah. are six thirteen and three. And um, you know, you never know what those three anymore because you win or lose shootouts. So it, <laughs> yeah, I it's know. crazy, but but we I feel like we're we're coming along and our first year way back when in two thousand four we won eight games. And we're we're in a position right now where we still have a a good number of games left, where I think we can, we hopefully we can get into the double digits and and make some make some noise in the playoffs. Keep playing our best hockey and prepare for the future. Nobody said this was going to be easy starting over. No, and here we are. Well, here, coach, I, and I
0: and I and I ask you this because, or or I put this out there all the time. Um, having seen most, ex, I I most expansion teams. It's, You know, getting those guys, those elite skill guys are the hardest guys to get. You can get plenty of grinders. You can get plenty of good players. But it's hard to find that guy when you need that goal to put it in. It's just those guys are just hard to find. And usually if somebody who's not a blue blood comes up with one of those guys, it usually has to be a little bit of lucky.
2: Yeah, we did a, a great job in the in the mid mid 13, uh, teens, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. We had Cody Wido, who had right. as our all time leading goal scorers in the Atlantic hockey, uh, top twenty five players of all time. Brady Ferguson, Zach Lynch. We ha- hit on some of those kids and we had a great we had a really good team coming back when when the program was was uh, uh discontinued for the month or two that we didn't have a hockey program and right. Uh, the two years we sat out and you're right, but we're doing it with freshmen right now. Our freshmen are really taking steps. I mean, our top line, I wouldn't say it's top line. It's listed. We got a whole bunch of the same three lines, right? They're, they're listed as our top line on the, the, the uh, chart line chart. That's because I'm superstitious and we've been playing well, so I don't want to change it, but we've a freshman line of George Kriteris and Cameron Garvey and Walter Zacker, who have been really good for us lately. And, uh, all from different places, uh, you know, George and Cameron are from Ontario, Walters from New York, but played in Austin in the North American league. And then on our next line, we've got, uh, uh, as you make your way down, we've got uh, a couple, we had two grad transfers in Riley St. Ange, who had 23 goals his previous two years at Mercyhurst didn't score a goal until Niagara. It was the, the craziest thing because this kid's been a goal scorer and, uh, didn't score but in the last six games he's got six goals right so that's good for us and then you got it center Logan Ganey who's from Michigan Tech and Tanner Klimke another freshman that's currently our leading scorer our second leading scorer right now and then you go down the, the next line and you've got uh, two freshmen and a grad transfer so with McKay Hayes and Dallas Tulik from Ferris who's our leading scorer has been great for us and Jackson Reineke from Minnesota who's going home to play in Mariucci this weekend as a Minnesotan, I guess that's how you pr- pronounce it correctly, and played up in Anchorage in the, the North American League. And so if you look at it, our top uh, top – six of our top nine score forwards are freshmen. And that bodes well for the future, and um, it's exciting to see. And um, you can't ask for anything more than these kids are giving us. And you just want to get better on a on – a daily basis and get better every week. And that's what we've been in, doing so far. And now we're going to take our, our, our road show onto the big stage against the, uh, like you said, the blue bloods yeah. and have to shut down Jimmy Snuggaroo and have to shut down Oliver Moore and all the guys back, hopefully on their world junior hangover, that's for sure. we last night. That's for sure. Um, but, Co- I mean, Coach, let me.
1: Let me ask you this real quick on the on the Stonehill side of things. You know, on the psyche end of things, when you put a bunch of pucks in the net, and you guys got 15 on the weekend, that has to be encouraging when you're going in to play a team like Minnesota, which you know can score. But um, honestly, Paul and I have been talking about this all season. The Big Ten, other than maybe Notre Dame, is not known as a defensive league. So, are you going into this? <clears throat> excuse me. Are you going into this weekend um, looking to? kind of match punches with Minnesota are you trying to shut them down what will be the game plan for the Colonials
2: yeah that would be crazy of us to try to go <laughs> in and match up punch for <laughs> punch I mean I mean I don't know I had what to ask did. no I mean you know what the one thing that we have benefited for is our goaltender Chad veltry has been outstanding for us he leads the leads the nation in saves he's somewhere around 700. I joke with the Niagara radio guys because he spent four years at Niagara. Um, they got him. We right when we got a, a Chad this year, he got to three thousand saves in his career, and that's after four and a quarter years of college hockey. And I said, "You guys got him to three thousand. The way we're playing, we're going to get him to four thousand in a year, <laughs> and we're getting close." But Chad's been outstanding, and I, I think that that's where you're going to see it as a kind of a, a battle between goaltenders and. You know Justin Close and um, Chad Veltri and uh, and see where it kind of takes us. And uh, they're very similar type goaltenders, and um, both not massive big guys, both kind of under the radar goalies, uh, both in their uh, in their fifth year of college hockey. And we've been very fortunate. We we hit a home run in Chad Veltri and um, if he's not a on, on one of the all league teams of of Atlanta hockey, there's a major crime being uh, committed because he's that good. And, uh, we wouldn't be where we are without him. And, you know, you talk about it and right now I just, just while I'm looking here, it looks like, uh, the Snuggaroo just got one to open up the the period and now we're two, two back in, in Minnesota. So I'm, I told our guys today. You know how after they score, they got the M I N N E S O T A, and they go there the Minnesota <laughs> thing. I said, I already know how to spell Minnesota. I don't want to spell it again. I don't want to hear <laughs> oh, it all I weekend. Good with that, Coach. So good I mean, with that. we went, we went, uh, we played them in the two thousand fourteen NCAA tournament, and I heard it's, I heard it at the start of the uh, each period, and oh. after every goal. And, uh, so we got it 10 times that day, but seven, four loss for, uh, for our first time in the tournament. And they were number one and we were 16. We had them, we had our goalie pulled and, um, but I don't want to, uh, I know how to spell it. I don't, and I, and our Ontario, I told our Canadian, I told our Canadian kids, you already know, you don't need to know how to spell Minnesota. You just need to know how to spell Manitoba. So there we go. I, I am. I am. Love well, for,
0: I, listen, I, I, I don't.
2: You know, I hide no.
0: I do not hide my, um, shall we say, affections for that other maroon and gold team on this podcast. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 it's not an accident that I, that I, that you know, I welcomed you, uh, or I said we wish you the best of luck at, at the house that USC owns. Um, <laughs> they played in the twenties, and USC beat minnesota twice with is that southern Mari- colorado or south- no, southern california Carolina? <laughs> south carol uh southern california with, <laughs> with by the way goes. by the way mr mariucci on that team so yeah um so my my, my affection for that program is well known so i'm i'm what? i'm a thousand percent <laughs> behind. and it'll have nothing to do with ASU, not a thing okay
1: Coach, i got to ask you this, too. Um, Paul and I have been talking about the uh, the state of Arizona State. Um, I look at it, and I look at it with two different views, I guess. As a person that wants to grow the game of college hockey, I get really frustrated with the computer and the pairwise because I go, "Uh, there's two teams that have more than 14 wins in NCAA hockey. One of them is number two. You know who that is, the big red of Wisconsin. One of them is number 16 in uh, arizona state um the lay person that's just maybe catching on to college hockey uh will come to me at every arena i'm at and go like hey how come they're way down there why are they not up higher because we're programmed as athletes and sports fans to look at the win-loss record does that frustrate you from the standpoint of growing the game or is it just something you just gotta look the other way
2: well, first of all, I apologize. It's two to one Minnesota, not not two to two. Oh, thanks. So Snuggerud Snugger scored to open up the, the second period. So thanks. I'm I'm hurt. I'm I'm getting you down on that first. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna like my I don't know if you're gonna like my answer on this one. It's but, okay. Um, it's your answer. It's 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 a, it's the system that we have, and we know it going into. We know that we wanted. We tried as college hockey years ago. The, the blue bloods were buying all their guarantee games and they were they weren't going on the road so they started road bonus points and then weighting home games compared to road games and so when you play a home game it's of i guess of a a, a if there's two points in the computer in every game a home game is only worth 0. 0.8 and the road games 1.2 So the road team, if they win, they get 1.2 of pairwise credit. And if the home team wins, they only get 0.8 worth of credit. So Arizona State, when they went, they got all these home games this year, um, are are penalized a little bit. And then when you don't win or you tie, um, or you win in a a shootout, if you tie, you only get half of 0.8. And if you win in overtime, you only get 60, 6.7 percent of 0.8 so it's the it's a system that that was meant to get teams to go on the road get them to to balance their schedule and and play out not buy 24 home games and it, it is what it is with arizona state because they've been traveling for for two years they spent the whole year on the road of covid so they're finally getting some games back but it's the system and you know the system and I mean, I was texting with Greg yesterday. I think you, you, uh, you guys all know my my relationship with Greg and how his mm-hmm. daughter billets at my house. And I texted him. I said, I would surprise that you didn't didn't climb, and they just are stuck at 16. And they are moving. Like I said on our USCHO podcast this morning, we talked about it. They're moving, and Ed and Jimmy they know way more than me. Ed went to RIT, which that just tells you everything that she needed to know about the computer and the math and all that. So they're moving, but it's little by little. And uh, Greg, when he was, Greg was at my house when they played us, um, his whole family stayed stayed here except him, and we came over. At, he came over after the game, and um, he said that they need to get to twenty six wins. Uh, they're on their they're on their way to getting there, but. I think one of those, if they, if the big thing is it's going to put so much pressure on them not to drop one of those games to Anchorage or one of those games to LIU or yeah. somebody just to get them. And if they yeah. do, you're going to see them at 18. And I don't know if they can recover from that because 16 isn't the number. You may think yeah. there's 16 teams in the tournament. 16 is not the number. The number's 14. Right. Because Atlanta Hockey takes one bid, and right now the CCHA doesn't have anybody in the top sixteen, so they take one bid. Maybe so the number, they well, they, they, somebody somebody's going to have to take one out of that league. Not if Saint Thomas wins the league. Yeah, but right then, I think the, I think the the regular season champion goes, or the second place team, they will really? get a bid. I okay. believe they do get a bid. I don't okay. know that for a fact. That's a very, I don't either. that's why bid. I asked. That's a very good point, but I so they've got to get a bid from somewhere. They're going to get let's just say they get one, right? You got to get to fourteen then. Yeah. So they need to they need to do some climbing. But,
0: well, a Colorado College win tonight, because you know I, I have the numbers in front of me, helps that a lot, uh, and I do mean a lot. So, um, but uh, I, I was going to try and talk. A, how
2: much is a how much did a Robert Morris win against Minnesota help the, the Sun <laughs> oh, Devils? Oh, I don't know. I can get to that. You have to give me a few minutes, but I
0: can get to that. <laughs> yeah. And I am – So like I got I I to ask you uh, one listen, more by thing, by the way, Paul, Coach. Uh, again, Paul, let me get my follow-up in, and then you can I throw it in nice there. I to win regardless.
2: <laughs> I All right, pre, pre, appreciate it. UFC, baby.
1: <laughs> so, Coach, uh, my thought also is on this, and it's kind of a mute point with ASU uh, going into a league next year. but um, Correct. I I always talk to Greg uh, when I can about motivation, right? How do you keep your guys motivated? Like you just brought it up and brought up some valid points. Let's say you you get ungodly swept by Cornell this weekend. Um, You might be done. done. That might be the death nail. And if that happens, um, how do you keep the guys motivated? Now, I look at your team and many others that are in the conference, and you can continue to build all the way to the end. And if you're hot and you have a hot goaltender, a really good goaltender who's hot, you can get yourself through that tournament, get into the tournament and do some damage. How do you keep guys motivated that don't have a conference tournament?
2: Well, where we were in that pairwise at that time and where we still are, if we would have taken one from Arizona state, uh, that would have been the death of their season right there. Oh, it's challenging. It's challenging. And, you know, to be an independent and like we just played, uh, we just played Stonehill and I used uh, the same with us as they haven't won a game, but they've played everybody really close. And we use that as, as motivation and pressure almost to be, we're not going to be that, that team that beats us, beat lets them, get their first win. Hmm. And it, it was pressure and it was, uh, but it's also the kids welcome that stuff. And then if you, if you're not in, in the mix, like some of these other teams are, you play for pride, you play for, for you know yourself you uh, your team to win games but you also want to want to do the best you can so you can play after college so you can put up some numbers and uh east coast league teams american league team nhl teams they want you so you you play for your the the name on uh the name on the front but you also play for the name on the back a little bit and that that's a big driver of how to do it but you would have to ask greg that because last year they had, they were playing for games and then they struggled down the stretch and they had to keep going and they had to go to some tough places. But I imagine you would have to be pretty creative, but we have playoffs. So you're right. We still got that motivation to to go for a long run at the end.
0: Well, uh, I, w- I want to get to your playoffs here in a second. Well, your league anyway. Um, Just as as a thought process, even though we know that ASU is going into a league next year, if they win 26, 27 games, 28 games and don't get into that top 16, do you think that that would be a catalyst to have people talking about opening up the tournament to 20 or 24 teams?
2: I just don't think we have enough because it goes up percentages. It has nothing to do with with numbers. It goes off of percentages of uh, teams in a tournament. Because I was on the championship committee before they dropped hockey and uh, and they added teams of the women's. But right. it goes off of a certain percentage of teams that are in the tournament comparatively to percentage of teams that play college hockey. So, for example, if you went if we had sixty four teams right now, if you went to twenty. That's almost a third of college hockey. That's right. I think that that doesn't make it. Uh, it doesn't make the tournament special as special as it would. Okay. I mean, basketball you got probably three hundred teams, and what do seventy-two or eighty of them? Seventy-two make it. I think it is.
1: Uh, what, so you're 68.
2: talking. Yeah, so you're talking really close to about what are you're talking to probably twenty less than twenty-five percent, and that's where you know like sixteen out of. 64 is right at right at uh, 25%. so okay. i don't i think you'd have to have some more teams added before you can talk about probably maybe having a, a play-in game you know maybe a, a first two play-in game right. which which would which would not be good for for some of the lower leagues and that i wouldn't be in favor of that because uh, i think the one of the neat things is playing some of the, the top teams and being a you don't want the 15 and 16 or, or 16 and 17 or 17 and 18 team always playing in those bottom games i think that would be tough on them all
0: right but, well let's
2: right. talk about colonial hockey here. what do you got well that's what, that's, what I, that's what i want <laughs> to that's what that's what
0: i want to talk about i'm getting that. that's what i want to get to
2: see uh, i'm used I, to I, running the show of my own podcast so i'm i'm turning to you i'm leading you in the right direction
0: that's okay i i look at your league and there's there are two things that that stand out to me um, as far as uh, your league is concerned and one is that you know unlike most of the other leagues uh, you guys ac- across the league have played kind of um, a, a different number of league games to this point so it and the standings are so jumbled so jumbled where you guys even having only three wins in the league are not that far you know are, are a hot streak away from moving up four or five spots in the conference standings uh at this point and in, 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 in even in the first season back
2: yep and that's that's how we're we're taking it as our team and we knew that these two weeks with us playing non-conference that teams would get uh kind of even us out and we played a lot of games at the beginning when we were trying to find ourselves and find our our way way back and um way together and now we you leave it as hope that you're going to be able to make some steps forward and like you said we're we're six points out of uh six to seven points out of being out of the first round of matchups and They've got a game or two in hand, but really six points nowadays isn't much. That's a week. That's just two wins. That's just two wins. So you can go on a little, like you said, a hot streak where you take three or four and you make some make some big climbs. You just hope the other teams I I root for splits all oh, over the place. I don't want to see sweeps. <laughs> I don't want to see sweeps when you're sitting that. around waiting. You're watching these other teams play this weekend. Like this weekend, I think that there's um I mean, I think everybody in Atlanta Hockey is playing games. you got games on Thursday with Mercyhurst and Canisius and r and Niagara. There's a game tomorrow with Army and Sacred Heart. Um, you hope that somebody doesn't get three points and that all those games divide points up. Those are the things that you kind of look for. and uh, Teams that you're looking, you know, RAT, Sacred Heart, AIC, it's going to be difficult to catch this. So you hope that they come back. Oh, and then you can make a lot of those other teams take care of your own. Yeah, everybody playing this weekend, uh, we'll have a diet going in. till o'clock. I mean, he's almost done. We're getting the, so the first team to start off playoffs. And I, get it and, and be, I think we will be able to do with you guys in the U.S. Um, stuff that I got in the roster last years.
0: So, as, as you sit there, all right, I mean, is, is Sacred Heart under the radar? With how good they are,
2: all right, a under the radar. You guys, you can up a bad connection here all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I don't
0: know what happened. I'm trying to kind of piece it together. Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm here, Coach.
2: Hello. I I don't know. I don't
0: know if. I don't know if um... Yeah, I think... I'm getting bits and pieces. Can you guys uh, hear me okay? Like, yeah, I
2: hear like, you fine, Scott. There for a second. Okay. The question was. Uh, I think that was. Uh, uh,
1: They've got a new arena that, uh, they're. Hmm. Yeah. I think we just lost coach. Yeah, Paul, can you did. hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you okay. fine. Uh, hopefully the okay. coach will
0: come back in. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, as we speak at the moment, uh, uh, I believe, unfortunately, that the other maroon and gold team has taken a three to one lead. Uh, I'm not happy about that.
1: You know. Yeah, I think um, we we're trying to get Coach on here. I think he's coming back in. If we yeah, we'll get him get back him here in a second. Yeah. Anyway, uh, snugger um, with, with two of them. Yeah. Well, that's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) That's just Uh, the way it is. That is going to happen. I will tell you that um, I I thought Derek made some really good points. And as much as I still don't like the computer or the fact of what's happening, he did lay it out pretty well. And that's why um, if anybody's listening, that's a novice or a beginner or um, just concerned that that's why it's the home games that are killing ASU because you have to win uh on the road well, as we the know ties. it's the and, t- and the ties and the ties are hurting you and that that may be because I've said this before I just don't know how you can go on a run and um and win that many games in a row to climb the ladder it's just not normal right to go like 14 and 0 or 16 and 0 or whatever it is it's just not normal and when that happens then um you know you lose a game or two and if you're that tight um yeah unfortunately that's the way it is for not being in a conference and being in uh um a situation where the pairwise is run the way it is
0: yeah uh and you really can't get a better breakdown of how it works than the coach gave us
1: oh that was excellent that's why i asked the question because i knew he would know as to why uh why that was the case but right um you know that was interesting i also thought the interesting uh comments that he made about his team and looking forward. And, um, you know, the opportunity that they have because of the conference tournament and, right. you know, there's, there's a bunch of things that you can motivate guys on and, and it's hard. We've talked about this. It's hard. If you're an independent, uh, Fairbanks went through it, ASU yeah, has gone through, through it again. before, you know, it's, it's just, it's just hard. And, uh, unfortunately that is the system that we're in right now.
0: Yeah. And you know. It is what it is, and hopefully, like I said, uh, you know the coach is trying to get us get back here, um, because I, I, you know like I said, his his league is so tight, just so, so I mean he this you look at the standings here and and uh, is Sacred Heart kind of placing itself uh, along with RIT and AIC. Um, a little bit of distance between them and the and 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 the next the the rest of the group, yeah, a little bit. Um, but guys still have games in hand. Like Mercyhurst has a couple of games in hand on Holy Cross and and AIC and Air Force has got some games in hand and and you know uh again it's just a sh- a short hot streak, you know, just you know puts them back, you know, in the in in in. You know, getting that first round by so, um.
1: well, well. Let me tell you this, and uh, we didn't get to this with the coach before we lost the connection. But um, I was going to get to this. He's going to finish the season um, on the road, at home, and on the road. Here's his opponents at Army, ninth and tenth of February. Uh, Canisius at home, sixteenth and seventeenth, and then on the road at Air Force. I mean, if you want to fire up your guys. To get two of the military academies uh, on the road, sandwiched uh, around Canisius at home, that's a pretty fun way to finish your season.
0: Well, it, Coach, it, do we have you so back? you can earn it.
1: Want me now? Yeah, we yeah, hear we you. you. We hear you loud oh, and clear. Good yeah. to have you back, Coach. I was it's just crazy. saying, I was just yeah. telling Paul that the way your your season ends, um, it's got to be a lot of fun for your guys to compete against Army at West Point, uh, Air Force. Uh, at uh, Colorado Springs and then have Kanisha sandwich in the middle. I mean, if that's the way you want to pre- prep for a tournament, correct?
2: Yeah. You know what, uh, I, I kept hearing bits and pieces of your questions and you asked about sacred heart and if they were under the radar, they're a, a program. That's got a, a big, uh, new building that's built for right now. So I don't think they're really under the radar, uh, talking about our schedule of, of where we are. I really think our schedule ending up is going to be really cool. Um, a lot of these guys, with all these freshmen, have it a chance to to play at a, at a, a military academy, and, and we get to do uh, going, you know, two Army, a home weekend, and then two Air Force. That's pretty cool to be able to see them back to back in the different locations. And obviously, working at Air Force, I've seen the academy, and I was there this summer, and then. Uh, know West Point really well from there. But I think it's gonna be something really enjoyable for our guys to be able to to see those different aspects of uh uh something that's 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 pretty neat. The history of West Point and the mountains of Colorado, it's a little bit of everything. So I think it'll be a pretty cool ending to our season. And you know, Army's right behind us in the standings and who knows where where things where things go as we, you know, kind of finalize the uh uh schedule here in the, the final six weeks
0: well, coach just you know for for our listeners uh, just uh what is the playoff setup this year for the conference
2: so the top five get buys um okay. four and five automatically are going to play each other in in round in round two uh six plays uh, eleven plays at six Ten plays at seven and nine plays at eight, and the difference in previous years when we we're in the league, that was a two out of three game series. Right. This year, it's a it's a one game series. It's a it's, it's a one round. game. Yep. The first round's one game. Wow. Um, and that, then we go into those three teams advance. The bottom three will play the top three. Four will play five, and then they go into two out of three. Semifinals are two out of three, and then the finals goes back to one game. And I think. Uh, in the year that we were, the two years that we were off, they, at least last year, they went two teams didn't make the playoffs. And I don't right. think we we're the only league that didn't do it. I, I really applaud Michelle Morgan, our new commissioner, and um, the athletic directors for realizing that we we're the only league that didn't have everybody make the, the their playoffs. And with that, they, they, they did some really good things to decide to put everybody back in and um, even at one game, a lot of tournaments are going to one games now. So you got to go out and be ready to play. And it's a, it's a do or die game.
0: Well, I mean, that's that's what you play for, right? I mean, um, you win and you're in, basically. Or, you know, survive in advance, just like, uh, you know, they say in the basketball tournament, right? You got to get X number of wins to 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 just to get to the final four, or in this case, the frozen four. Um. And, you know, when you get to that point, I mean, it kind of does match the, the the NCAA tournament pressure where you have to win in order to keep playing.
2: Yeah. And you could, I mean, you could play it a lot of different ways that other sports don't have. Uh, Basketball doesn't have a two out of three game series, even though in their playoffs, they have series. Uh, A lot of those, you can, you can go down the list of of reasons why and why not. um, But it, it, it is like you said, it's a, it's a, it does match your, your, your NCAA tournament experience. And it's a one game winner take all, just like the, um, the final fours in leagues used to be. And we went to seven straight final fours of Atlanta cocky and it was one and done after playing a couple series. So it, it puts a lot more pressure on the, the players to, to get things right.
1: Coach, if you can, uh, and this will be the final one for me, is um, talk a little bit about the fan base because we know how they supported you uh, in the efforts to bring you back. And I've seen things on social media of how excited the players have been to to see the fan base and the fan base to interact with the players. But what's it been like, and has it been what you expected it would be like this year?
2: Yeah, it started off outstanding, and uh, we've just been our last four games have been during break. So as you know, during break it 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 affects your your the band isn't there. It affects your student section. But uh, I can tell you, our first uh, game back was electric, and you had uh, a back-to-back men's and women's doubleheader. You had a a band out in the parking lot. You had stage. You had a big screen. You had food trucks. I mean, it was a a full-on festival, and it carried over right down the line until, like I said, uh, we had. uh, we our schedule wasn't uh, kind to us as far as uh, some breaks this year. We had uh, Thanksgiving, we were home. And now we've played four games. Our last six games have been over some sort of break. So we need to get our our, fan, our students back in the building and um, back in the Colonial Crazies section and and be ready to 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 meet RIT with uh, with uh, kind of like our, our Colonial Crazies. Uh, comparatively to their corner crew and try to get uh, our fan base back engaged and but we had more season tickets sold than ever before we had more media attention we've had more we've got six games this year on uh sportsnet pittsburgh which used to be at&t sports um and that uh the penguins run so we've been coast to coast our game fridays on tsn in canada against minnesota so we've got a so much media attention this year and so much, uh, uh, donor support, season ticket support. It's just, uh, with these last couple of games and being on break, we just need to get the students back in the building.
0: Well, coach, I, again, you know, we root for you. Um, you know, regardless of, of who you're playing. Well, most of the time, anyway, a couple of weeks, <laughs> mind, but, um, no, listen, I got to be honest. I don't want to I'd be I'll I'd be phony if I didn't admit that. Um, And, you know, as, as the season goes on, you know, we will, uh, you know, we'll 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 keep our eye on things. And, you know, hopefully before the postseason starts, we will get a chance to talk to you again. Um, The 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 last thing, I. it's kind of weird, but because I never understand it, but uh how's the recruiting going uh are you pretty satisfied with uh uh the reception you've gotten uh, as as you've come back
2: yeah we have we've um we haven't lost a player because of anything that's happened to our program in the past we've lost recruiting battles but uh never once as somebody said i don't want to come here because of what happened two years ago and uh that's uh that's all you can ask to to be in the ball game and we've got some recruits over some schools and uh, we've lost some. It's, that's the, the nature of the game, but, uh, we've got a, a great product in a, a major city. Pittsburgh loves hockey. They love their sports. Uh, we're 15 minutes from downtown. We got the small town feel of moon township in a suburb of Pittsburgh, but 15, 20 minutes away is, is a, a large thriving metropolis with three professional sports teams, a lot to do. And, if, if I didn't believe that Robert Morris was was around for the for good and and for uh, have something get us back to where we were, I wouldn't let my daughter be on the women's team. and that's been one of the really neat things I've been able to experience this year is my daughter's a freshman on the women's hockey team and being able to watch her play when we have double headers and right. uh, my it's my oldest daughter and uh, you couldn't have written a better script. It was the the home opener. Uh, return, relaunch of the program and uh, my daughter scored a goal in, the, in, uh, in the, the first game back and she grew up uh, a colonial playing at the rink and we have pictures of her as a little kid with Robert Moore's stuff on growing up and then for her to be able to score a goal in their, our first home game back was something pretty cool and um, you, I use that. I mean, I, I talk about yeah. passion and we start the, I started the program here and it's uh, it's been my baby and it's been uh my baby's babies and uh it's pretty cool to, to watch my daughter every day and I'll go into the office and they'll have practice and I'll try not to peek my head out to see how she's doing because I don't want to be dad. I don't want to be dad yeah I no I was dad. gonna say
0: I was gonna say what's harder coaching or sitting in the stands watching your kid play
2: sitting in the stands for sure it's uh <laughs> it's 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 definitely you're you're more nervous for that but uh uh it's it just shows you the passion of where we are as a program and what this means to uh the city of pittsburgh and to to everybody who fought to get the program back so it uh it's been pretty cool and like i said we have not lost a recruiting battle from it and if you just if you if you come and if you see the the passion of the of robert morris hockey it's it's uh, it, it sells a lot of kids in the right direction but i i will leave you with one one story you okay. guys oh, yeah. all, all all Arizona State uh, stuff. I I almost said a, a different s word, but uh, <laughs> all Arizona State State stuff. So I went out and uh, you know not playing for two years in the year of COVID, we didn't wear suits. So right. it, was ti- it was time. It was time to update the wardrobe. I went out to buy a new suit. It was like the beginning of uh, November. I found this really kind of purplish maroonish it's sport out and it, it goes really good with uh tacky pants or gray pants it's a really cool jacket it's uh, like i said a little maroonish purple so i'm like okay so i wear it um and then the next weekend i can't wear it because we're playing holy cross because they're purple right and then then the next weekend we play play niagara and they're purple niagara. i'm like oh okay so I had I, worn it once. I got it. I wore it one time against RIT Sacred Heart. So I'm like, okay, I'm really ready to wear this jacket. I've, re- I've kept wearing the same five or six coats. So I'm ready to go. And I look at my schedule. We got Niagara again. They're the Purple Eagles. <laughs> then we go to, then we got the Sun Devils to come to town. And they're obviously maroon. Yep. And then we go on break. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's get this jacket back in the mix. I got, well, we got Stonehill. And my assistant says they're blue. And I said, no, they're purple. They're so purple. they're purple. And now we're going to Minnesota this week. They're maroon. So, like, <laughs> have you ever seen a schedule with more purple on it or maroon than what I've put on this year? I mean, no, it's uh, just, just crazy. <laughs> 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 it's, oh, yeah. I love it. So now, Coach, I, I, we appreciate after your time. After this week, I've got a purple jacket coming. That's for sure. Nice.
1: Yes. <laughs> Are you going to wear it to Air Force? Because I want to see that. Uh, if I get a chance
2: to you... catch up with you
1: guys at Air Force,
2: if you're down, if you're at our Air Force games, I'll wear that that coat.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. I look forward to it. Uh, that's head coach from uh, Robert Morris University, Derek Schooley, joining us tonight. Paul and I will be right back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast
0: it's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey
1: conference we bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games catch every big goal and clutch
0: save when you can't be there we have you covered here stream on your phone computer or straight to your tv and don't miss a moment from your favorite team Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC Hockey, it's
1: on nchc.tv.
0: When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our people's choice, award-winning barbecue ribs, or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at JesseRay'sBarbecue.com, and for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today.
2: Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegris.
1: And they score on the lacrosse move.
2: Jake Gensel. Gensel Gensel.
1: banks it towards the goalie score. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Stars
2: on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness crazy man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
0: After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Auroral Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480 687 2485 or order online at thespaghetti shack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, this is ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey, Coast to Coast.
1: It is college hockey, coast to coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Carlsbad, California. My co-host, as always, out on Long Island, New York. And, Paul, I just had the TV on and, and glanced at the weather report. Oh, my God. You're getting it. You're going to get it hard, dude. Uh, starting tonight awesome. and tomorrow, uh, it, it's rain, it's wind, it's miserable. Thanks. I almost feel guilty looking no, at the don't. sunshine. That's a Yeah, lie. I do. Just a little. No, just a little. Lie. <laughs> anyway uh, coach school is at? always oh, brings it. Love it yeah love it. always brings it and uh, the fact that uh he's able to give us so much insight uh we love having him on i really hope i get a chance to see him in in colorado springs against uh air force because uh, him and frank together again oh. um that that would be a whole lot of fun so oh, yeah. and, and plus i want to see that suit you know i mean
0: well absolutely
1: I may encourage him to buy something neutral, like maybe tan or white or well, something. you know, uh... pants. I don't know
0: what the heck else you wanted <laughs> to say. <laughs>
1: anyway, good stories. I always love it. Um, uh, Robert Morris it, it does have the advantage of being in the Atlantic Hockey where there is a conference tournament yep. and anything can happen. I'm not voting. I'm not ruling them out any no. way, shape, or form. No, uh, you if you get listen. into that tournament, it, anything can happen
0: and if you look i mean so many good goalies in that league uh that that i mean that you know any one of these guys uh, you know Tommy Scarfoni at RIT uh Jason Grady at, at, at Holy Cross um and Chad Veltri is, save percentage is third in the league right behind those two guys uh Scarfoni is 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 you know the best goalie you probably haven't heard of either. I mean, these leagues. I mean, and then you go to Owen Say at Mercyhurst and 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 the other partner uh, Thomas Gale at Holy Cross. I mean, this nine thirty two, nine twenty four, nine twenty two, nine eighteen, nine eighteen. Those are the top five save percentages in that league. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And
1: I mean, that's, okay. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to give a little recap of college hockey. The first half, Nick okay. Maxim will join us to uh, to bring in a little St. Cloud State perspective and kind of twist on you a little bit, I think. Uh, well, um, you know, hey, but anyway. they've been proving <laughs> me wrong all season long. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to quickly just give a quick rundown of your Super 16. We'll get into detail, but um, Boston well, College at number one. Tomorrow. Uh, Boston University at two. No, we're not going to get into it. We're just going to read them. Uh, Boston College, Boston University, Michigan State, and Wisconsin are the top four. Denver, Quinnipiac, North Dakota, Providence are the next four. Michigan, Paul, are are you, what are you, I don't get it. Michigan at number nine. St. Cloud at 10. Western at 11. And Arizona State at 12. The Gophers. Uh, at 13, Maine, New Hampshire, New Newmash, roundup, top 16. Uh, you sure you don't want to rethink Michigan at number nine? They're barely over 500. And after this next weekend, they, they might, might not, not be. be.
0: You know,
1: uh, we, we, Goodness gracious. And you're telling us, that you're trying to convince us that they're number nine in the country? Uh, I have a little <laughs> bit more faith. No, you don't. They're uh, almost 500.
0: No, well, no, my point is that I have a little bit more faith uh, in, you know, in, in, I don't know,
1: you know. In, 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 in <laughs> you just in want to say you made a mistake. You didn't no, mean to I put them there. I just, <sighs> I, I, I would have been. I, I wouldn't even have been as shocked if you have put the Gophers there and replaced them with the Gophers, but the Gophers are at wow. least 9-6 and six and might be 10-6 and six after tonight. But yeah, goodness gracious, I Michigan? Like Come on, Michigan? Really? Oh, goodness. I can pick you out five, five more teams than I would have stuck ahead of them. Easy. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. I mean,
0: <laughs> listen, I, I, it, it is opinion. I just want
1: you to think about that all night until tomorrow's show. I won't
0: think about it at all. <laughs> But that's anyway, you know,
1: there. all of our listeners, Bobo. Our thanks to Derek Schooley for joining us. Take it away, my friend.
0: Uh, from the NCHC.TV studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, Nevada, where our food can be summed up in one word perfection. By Behind the Mask, Behind the Mask.com. no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our three valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game. At the Premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast at Liberty.edu, the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL, College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, two locations in Tempe, one in Pine Top, lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at the Spaghetti Caesars Entertainment Resorts, casinos where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. Again, another big thank you to Robert Morris' men's head hockey coach, Derek Scully. I gave him an extra title. I mean, he's been carrying that for forever, but whatever. Uh, the head yeah. coach at Robert Morris University, Derek Scully, for joining us. Uh, join us tomorrow night for uh, a Tuesday night show, which would be College Hockey West Weekly. The magazine where it all started. Nick Maxson joining us to, uh, to tell Paul a little bit about St. Cloud State Hockey. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> we'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. A uh, hello. New day.